This episode is being recorded out of Shop Talk Podcast Studio in Oak Park, Michigan. For more information, visit shoptalkpodcaststudio.com. Over West Side, everybody know everybody, right? I got nothing but love in my heart for West Side niggas, nothing but love. Pink suits with hats to match. Big crocodiles with Cadillacs. You looking for the fatty sacks. This is where it's at. Windows tinted. Seats for lyric line. Keep the hands on the burner. Cause niggas know that it's money on Yo, what up though? It's your man Jay Johnson, aka the Tim Foyle Hat Titan. A.K.A. the Conspiracy Realist. A.K.A. the Technology Snob. Steve Jobs Jr. Don't text me with your green bubbles. A.K.A. I only debate my equals. Everybody else I teach. Also known as Juice because all the hoes say J.U. Ice. Young Caesar because you know you can't roam without me. Mister, if you don't like me, fight me. I got kicked out of Noah's Ark because they couldn't find another animal just like me. A.K.A. the West Side T'Challa. The need leader of Wakanda. Don't debate me, debate your mama, a.k.a. Jay Johnson, a crowd favorite. I toot my own horn because it sounds like Miles Davis. I am the best there is, the best there was, and the best there ever will be. What up? What up, Don? It's your man, Dame. Three underscores, 313. The West Side Landlord, the Pride of PA. High Chief Dame, don't fuck around. The liquor store legend, the corner store conquistador, your mama's favorite Dame. And the David Ruffin of the Shop Talk podcast because you know who the fuck they came to see. Not you, Otis. It's no better than these four letters. Thank God for Dame. And if you're speaking on Dame, you better say it nice. And if you don't put the boss in front, then bitch, you're not saying it right. It's the honorable Judge Boss Dame. Let's go. Oh, uh, yo, welcome back. Shop Talk Podcast, episode 320. On you, you hoes. 320 is a, is a special number for us this week. 320. Because this is... Six years of Shop Talk Podcast, baby. Yo, shit is wild, man. Six fucking years. So much has changed. Dog, our lives look completely different today than it did six years ago. Yo, man. Yo, shout out to y'all, dog. For rocking with us. Like, I don't think y'all understand how fucking insane this shit is sometimes. And most times I forget, right? Yeah. Like, I come in pod, whether it's Shop Talk, This Week in Culture, I drop it and then I just go about my regular ass life and I don't think nothing else about it. But within I get reminded, <laughs> you know, I, I think it's, it's a huge, it's a huge number for me because I, I've always talked about it on the show, man. Like I never in a million years thought that like when you called me up, like that we would be doing this six years later. I just thought that like, yo, I'm going to do my man a solid you know, we'll figure it out. And and like most things that you do, just at some point, they just kind of fall off a little bit. Yeah. You know, not that I was wishing bad on it, but I never thought six years later, we still be here recording with each other on a Friday night. That's but like wild. now, that's that's like one of the that's the, a, a, a staple of my week at this point. I, I wouldn't know what else to do. Yeah. With a Friday night at this point. Yeah, man. It's it's it's, it's wild. Uh, The impact that you know conversations have yeah right not necessarily uh, just differing points of views and just having the conversation having a discussion about about every any and everything man it's just it's just wild um when you hear people tapping in from all over the country people like, we don't even we've never even seen before really yeah that really what get you you know what i'm saying when it's like People here locally who are a friend of a friend or some shit, somebody can say, hey, you should check my man's out or something yeah. like that. That's different. Like, you damn near listening as a favor to a friend. But, like, 
total strangers. People that just picked up on the pod just because they like listening to podcasts and happen to stumble on our shit. You know, it's people. I, I oftentimes there are certain people that are out of state that may just, you know, send me DMs or, or information or pictures or memes like I, I've never met y'all. And it and I've shared. And they feel like family, though. Yeah. Yeah. Because they are like they've been listening as long. Like when I see people be like, man, I, I went back and started from the first episode and had to catch up. Now that's love. Yeah, man. It's a I can't sacrifice. Even, I lo- that's love. You know what I'm saying? Because. It'd be cringy for me listening to some of them episodes, but when I sit and make myself listen to it, I'd be like, I'd be talking with it, and I'd be saying the same thing as I'm saying it. Like that's how I know I was. I, that's how I really meant that because yeah. I said the same thing, and I forgot the conversation was happening. To me, overall, it's just a really humbling experience because at the end of the day, like you know, not to downplay, but I'm I'm not no celebrity. I'm just, I'm just a loudmouth nigga from the west side. This is what I've been doing my whole life is just talking shit. Uh, and the fact that people tap in, they listen, they care, they're invested in the podcast, invested in us, our story, you know, it's, it's a really humbling experience and I don't, I don't take it for granted. Man, it's wild. Uh, I just enjoy, uh, getting on the pie and like pushing buttons and pushing boundaries and uh, of shit that like, like, you're not really supposed to say that, or you're not really supposed to think this or you're not, but we gonna have a conversation anyway. I think it's crazy <laughs> that people just want to hear our opinion about certain things, and like <laughs> we—that's all we just doing is giving our opinion about the shit. But I, I, I appreciate it, man. I mean, it could be a fact, though. I mean, I'm only wrong twice a year, and you know, I don't plan. We got a lot of pods. Twice a year, I stand firm on it. All right, twice a year. I mean, I got I got a whole anthology of shit I was right about. You feel me? You got a I sticky got a, note. I got a pamphlet. <laughs> you got a sticky, <laughs> I got a pamphlet. You of got shit. a sticky note over there. Uh, but yo, man, thank y'all, man, for tuning in, dog. Last man, week I, I was I was late with the pod. I was man, it's a lot of shit to go technical on. Technical difficulties. No, I got a job. I, it's late night. I got like I all my time is taken up, and I could I couldn't upload it until I can until I had the time to do it. <laughs> you know, the people have an expectation. I get it. But you don't get your hair cut to about 12 o'clock on a Saturday. <laughs> That's when it was supposed to drop. Like, I, I started dropping you. in the morning. It used to be 12 o'clock because that's when you would go to the barbershop. Yeah. Like, afternoon yeah. and shit. But you got to be like a long, long, long time listening. It's it's crazy how this this just stem from barbershop talk. And, you know, what's wild is like niggas don't really get that same banter no more from barbershops once it changed from like walk-ins to appointments like you missed a certain element of the barbershop i remember being a young dude like a kid and like there used to be the barbershop used to be up up the street from my house it was two barbers in there reverend hell and mr e mr e would cut my hair but reverend hell was like a, a certified like pastor and like just just listening to the knowledge and the gems and just the shit they would kick in the barbershop like that was that was my only inlet to the to the outside world and hearing other men outside of like my father my uncle and my grandfathers talk about shit that was going on in life man you know what i think is missing and um i mean what you what you just talked about is missing but like i think that has a, a a severe impact the art of conversation yeah like your banter and your back and forth you see on sports talk radio. Skip and Shannon is your back and forth. Yeah. 
uh, or Stephen A and insert person here. No, fam, like they're different views than what the mainstream media say that a lot of people hold. And when you outside of that, you just don't get it. And I, that's only a piece of it. You know, it's a culture of don't talk to me on the phone. Text me, email me, smoke signal me, carry a pigeon. Me. I don't. I don't like to talk on the phone. I'm one of them. Yeah, I think that's an issue. The only reason I think it's an issue, I see men say it, I see women say it, but then niggas will turn around and say communication is the the biggest issue in relationships. Learn how to communicate. Use your words. Well, well you don't even want to talk. <laughs> yeah. Like, like God damn. And, and we got that, a bunch of socially awkward people because you don't talk. And then the thing about like. I, I often give my son a hard time about it, like when I see his approach with young ladies, because a lot of time it's just like through the Internet. And like, <laughs> you know, I, sa- I start sounding like the old nigga when I be like, look, son, I used to have to get up on a Saturday, go to Northland, go to Fairlane and talk to women. Like I, I couldn't text them. I couldn't hit them up in their DMs. Like niggas had to learn how to open their mouth and talk and see what worked and what didn't work. And sit up on the phone. Perfecting your game all night on somebody's telephone. What? You feel me? And hope that a father or a mother ain't pick up while I was trying to get my prime Mac on. Yeah, pick up and listen on the phone. Like, y'all don't know nothing about having to call a person's house and ask their parent for the, to speak with them, and you got to talk to them till they come to the phone. You never know who's going to pick up. Like, when a girl gave you her number, you don't know her living situation. Not at all. It might be, it literally, it legit be 12 niggas in the house. You don't never know who's going to pick up. Or like, yo, this my, <laughs> you got, she gave your number, it's her aunt number. Like, she, she I live with my auntie. Like, what? <laughs> Who would ever thought that was you? Why do you live with your auntie? Like, it's none of your business. <laughs> uh, but that's a wild. That's, you know, hey, miss such and such is uh, Sharon home. Uh, give me a second. Uh, Sharon, how you doing today, Jay? You got to talk to yeah, your parents. Yeah. Y'all niggas. The anxiety of that shit. I told y'all about that. A wild ass story about I had asked my, uh, my high school girlfriend, mom, to have. Could, we, could y'all have sex? Yeah, that's wild, dog. <laughs> I don't know how I did it, dog. Because I am not the, the person that I am then and now. That's two different people. I get it. I get it. I have no. I wish I could. You know how something. I wish I could replay some memory. I want to watch that shit again. You know, I remember this. I remember this girl at Cass that I wanted to get at. She was. She was cute. Like. Like she was my my whole wave, and I thought she was like home with me. She was like, we ain't got no house phone. I'm like, girl, everybody got a house phone. And like, I remember running into her years later and just like making fun of it. She was like, no, I was dead serious. She's like, we didn't have no, like, we was so poor. You we didn't have no fucking house traumatized phone. Traumatized her, nigga. <laughs> <laughs> she probably remember that shit. Like, I'm Cause I poor. thought she, I thought she was trying, I thought she was trying to play me. And you know, I'm, I'm at the height of my light skin in this. You know what I'm saying? And like, I thought she was trying to hold me, but she was, she legit didn't have no house phone. And I and I remember just holding on to that grudge for a while, like seeing her being like, "Bitch, you just you just could told me you weren't interested." I think the that's why people who can have conversations with women, I think they just win more, <laughs> because like him, you you who you talk to, y'all school virtual, you text like the, the much talking you do is on a on a headset online, like you socially awkward. Yeah. No, you know what? It's just it's just how the world has changed. That's I wouldn't even all. say you're socially awkward. That's the social norm currently. Yeah, unfortunately. It's not even awkward that you don't know how to talk to people. That's normal. No, this is just how they communicate now. Yeah. So I'm glad we can sit up here 
and uh, you know, practice all that. You remember your? Fr- you remember the house phone number? Who number? Your your, your house phone. One hundred percent. Five eight one six six three seven. Eight three six six nine six six. I remember all my five five three three four one six three. Uh, eight nine eight nine four one three. Eight nine eight nine three five one zero. I remember everybody home number. When the last and time you had cell phone numbers? No. When the last time you had to memorize a number? I realized how much I didn't. When I when I, the the very first time I went to jail, the very first time, and they was like, "You can't use your cell phone, but you can make one call." I'm like, "Shit, nigga! I know all I know is like three numbers off the top of my head. All the numbers I know by heart is my dad number because it used to be my mom number. Um, somebody old number we was just talking to. They changed their number. I'm so pissed that they changed their number years ago, but uh." Dan number, um, it's like only like if you had this same cell phone since we had regular phones, I probably know your number. I ain't changed. I've never changed my cell phone. I had the same cell number since I started doing contract phones back when I before it was pick up and go. I had this phone since two thousand and one. I haven't had the same cell phone number since two thousand. Yeah, so I'm so like if you know me, you know my number. This is old Sprint number. You feel me? Uh, so I didn't had this number so long back when I got the number, you couldn't even transfer numbers between cell phone carriers. And the only reason I did that, cause I used to have a new cell phone all the time. I had pagers and cell phone all the time. I, I was always a gadget nigga. Right. You're right. And my mama, and then one of them made a comment like, what's your cell phone? Cause I always used to have it on the fridge or some shit. They was like, they made a comment like, we don't never know how to really get in contact with you. And I was like, oh, that shit may be a problem. And I, I never changed my phone number again. Yeah. Just like, all right, I'm a, I'm a keep this number. Yeah, and I, and I just said, like, this is my number. What's so crazy is, I didn't even, I didn't even. So, my girlfriend at the time, I'm talking about 18 years old. Okay. Set this phone number up with, used my social security number, went to Sprint and got me as a present, got me a phone. <laughs> Why does she have so much access to your life? <laughs> I don't know. How did you know my social security number? Why did they let her run a credit check without you? I don't know. Boy, it was wild times back wild in the early two thousands. I was a, I was a, I was a different. But dog, when I when I think about it, my ex wife before she was like before she was my wife and when she was just my girlfriend, I remember she broke her old phone and I was like, well, this is my woman. She need a reg- she need a regular phone. And I did the same shit. I went to the I went to T Mobile. No, I was with Verizon at the time. I went, used her social security number. You was probably with voice not T Mobile, Voice Street yeah. Wireless. <laughs> I used her social security number and I added her line on my on my bill. Like, why did I even why did I have access to my social security number and how did she get access to it? You know what? I remember getting fly with I had like I, I had separated my shoulder or something, and I remember my mother took me to emergency, and I was getting fly with her because like the the nurse was asking her questions, and I'm I'm sitting there, I'm like I can speak for myself, and then the nurse gonna ask me so what you know the register gonna ask me so what's your social security number and your insurance information? Now I'm sitting there looking like a dumbass because I don't know neither. I ain't got no clue who we got for insurance <laughs> or what the fuck my social number is. Yeah, man, that shit wild, but uh, that shit is fucking wild. Yeah, man. Uh, what an intro. Uh, anywho, man, how how was your week, my brother? Dog, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be completely honest. If y'all listening to me and y'all fuck with me, I'm just gonna ask y'all to send up a prayer for my youngin. I had an emergency this week when my oldest son was in the hospital, and he's eventually gonna have to go back and have some uh, outpatient surgery. Nothing too serious, but like this is the first time. 
you know, I, I was dealing with something like this with one of my kids, you know, and <laughs> it's funny because, you know, at a after 18, you know, he, he's an adult yeah. and I, I can't go inquiring about information without his permission. So I'm calling up to the hospital like like a parent because my baby is in the hospital. I need to know what the fuck is going on. Right. And the nurses like it was taking too long to get me like information. I'm like, you know. Is, is somebody working a nurse's station? She was like, honey, your son is 19 years old. We got to get permission from him before we can tell you anything about what's going on. And I was like, damn, he is an adult. But that's my baby. <laughs> yeah, but that's what I'm thinking in my head. But this is this is my child. It's my insurance. But I deal with that shit every day at work. It don't fucking matter. He's an adult. So just dealing with that. And then the first night, like the first night he was in the hospital, we were in the studio. We was recording. My ex-wife called me. She was like, hey, they're going to keep him. They're going to admit him. This is the information. She was like, he really need his laptop tonight. You know, I know you're at the studio, but once you get done, can you stop by my house, take him, take him his laptop? I was like, whatever, because I thought in my mind that was going to be my opportunity to see him. Yeah. But I got up to the hospital. And there's like visiting hours is like eight to seven. You did ask that multiple times, though. I, you you heard the conversation I had with him. <laughs> you asked, I'm well, like, are you, like, you sure? Are you, he's like, yeah, I asked. Like, I heard the conversation. Wrong, wrong, <laughs> fucking wrong. So so I go up to the hospital like 11 o'clock thinking I can sit with him and kick it. Because initially he was supposed to have a surgery the, ne- the following day. So I go up to the hospital thinking I could sit there and kick it with him. Security was like, nah, man, visiting hours was over. Like, visiting hours were done before she left the hospital. I thought that because, like, you know, you really can't just go to the hospital whenever the fuck you feel like. But she was like, well, he in a special floor. He having surgery. They going to let him. And they get, and when they scheduled the surgery, I'm like, cool, I can just push back what I got to do on Saturday and go up there and see him for surgery. So I'm calling the surgical floor. And, and you know how, like, when you talk to somebody of a different nationality, sometimes there's a language. There's a language barrier. Oftentimes, so the I'm talking to the to the nurse. She got a thick, a really thick Eastern European accent, and she was like, "Look, the surgery is scheduled to happen at a seven thirty in the morning." So I'm thinking, "Cool, I'm gonna go up there at seven thirty. But I'm like, "Can y'all let me in that early?" She was like, "No, visiting hours don't start till eight. So I'm like, "I can't even be there before the surgery." She was like, "Sir, didn't I tell you?" Uh, first and foremost, you got to remember you at work. I'm yeah. not. All right, you at work, not me. I had to pull it back in because I. Either way, I need information about my child. I be telling that to my employees and shit. Like, look, nigga, you at work? They not. Yeah, they can say whatever the fuck they want to you. You can't. I don't. I can't nobody can't talk, talk to me like that. Well, yeah, they no. Why you at work? Yes, they can. If this was out on a social gathering, no, no one can talk to you. You you quite literally are getting paid for them to be mad and a- upset and angry, and cuss at you. And this is where people call or come to when they mad, upset, and angry. Like, fam, it's just a part of the game. Like, literally, that's why you get paid what you get paid. Yeah. Yes, you do. Got <laughs> yes, they can get an attitude with you. Like, <laughs> it's fine. But but, but uh, they can't get in trouble. You the only one can get in trouble <laughs> in this situation. So what are you doing? You just you just got to eat that shit. So then I found out I couldn't be there. Before the surgery was going to take place. So now I'm just shitting bricks. So he calls me from the hospital. He's like, dad, they're not going to do the surgery today. I ran into a little complication. I got to come back. So he's like, but I'm ready to come home. I was like, nigga, I'm, I'm on the way. So when picked up my child, we had a, a chance to uh, 
kick it, have a little bit of lunch. And it's funny uh, on the ride home, you know, he listen, watching my child turn into a grown man in front of my eyes is, is his own separate and wild journey. And he was, and I asked him about this, this, this young lady that he was dating before school let out. And I was like, you know, hey, you talk to your lady friend, she know about what's going on. He was like, dad, she played too many games. I can't, I, I couldn't rock with her no more. I'm like, I, I get it. <laughs> and, and my child looks over at me with like all the sincerity in his eyes. And he was like, dad, around what age did the game stop? <laughs> and I'm like, son, 50. I don't know. <laughs> I, I, I said, son, I'm, I'm, I'm going on 41. And I can tell you wholeheartedly, the games are still going on. The games still go on at, at, at my big ass age. And sometimes I be the nigga causing them. And sometimes I've been the nigga inside the game. But the games still go on even at this age. Now, I got, you know, I got less game action going on in my life these days. But I had to tell them, like, nigga, it, it, it don't stop. It don't stop. You just got to figure out how much or how little of this shit that you're willing to deal with. But the game don't stop, son. Yeah, that's wild. So if you know me and you fuck with me, man, just throw up a prayer for me and my family. Uh, you know, I just I just want my, my, my son will be OK. We still got to go through the surgical process. But, you know, it's it's just, a you know, another another hurdle. We got to jump over. That's all. Yeah. Man, I just came from uh, a little while ago with my nephew when uh, he graduated. This yeah, year. man. Shout out to him. Smooth ass nephew. Yeah, man, he was, out, <laughs> he was out here drippy under the under. The, he came through with Balenciagas. All right, he came. You know, you know, kids wearing them big ass shoes. You yeah. know what I'm saying? But he had little the, ass pants, big ass shoes. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Uh, I took some pictures and shit. That's what's up. Just, uh, literally while we talking, I just sent him the, the, the pictures and shit. But uh, man, this shit crazy, dog. Like, you know, he, he he's eight, an, he eighteen. He's, he's an, an adult. adult. Like. You got two grown nephews. Yeah. And you got a niece that's not there. that's not too far behind. I mean, look at them. Like like they big as hell. Uh I'm I saw the picture that you put on uh put on the gram, man, cuz your dad didn't you take one with like your dad? He was sitting up front with him. There you go. That's the one. Yeah. My brother must have posted this shit, but like man, that shit crazy. Yeah, man. It's my family. Like this is what I got and, left. And you took the picture. Like this is this is what I got left of my like immediate family. Yeah. That's crazy. My brother, his three children, and my pops. You know, my my daughter, my oldest daughter was having a project in school. She was like, "Can you send me a picture of the family?" And like I had to use the picture that you took of us at my in-laws house for prom. Like mm. that's all our family. Nieces, nephews, like everybody that's alive in Detroit that's my family was in that picture. Matter of fact, I thought my niece was her mom. Wow. They do look alike. <laughs> I had a double take. They look exactly alike. When I walked up, I was like, man, I thought you was your mama. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. They big, though. You feel me? They, they only stay babies a second. Be the fastest 18 years of your look life. At a you look out here looking drippy and shit. <laughs> clean, super clean. Rock star shirt, got the belt buckle out here. Man, look at him. That's what's up, man. He got shit to do after graduation. Yeah. He went to go see his girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> he got shit to do. Yeah. I sent him some money. I'm like, look, man, congratulations, dog. That's all they want anyway. Um, Shout out to my nephew. He graduated. My godson graduated this week, and he'll be going off into the Navy in like two weeks. Man, my, my, my oldest nephew and his son. Which is fucking crazy because I remember when we was talking about him going to prom. Yeah, and then he had a baby with the young lady. 
he had a baby, not with the prom girl. Oh, 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 my bad. Um, but, my bad. Uh, yo, this is because fr- when I, I mean, I graduated 22 years ago sometime this week. And at my graduation, he was a baby because my mama was holding him in his arms. Like he was a baby. That's crazy. And now he had his little brother graduation. With his son. With his son. Like, yo, this is wild. 20 years from now, you'll be taking picture pictures of your great nephew at his Man, that's wild. Twenty years from now, I'll be t- picking. <laughs> I'll be the old cool nigga with a with a with an eighteen year old son. <laughs> Shit, hey, it is what it is, my nigga. I'll be fifty seven with an eighteen year old. You don't have a baby son? I, I would. Uh, I would hope so. I want you to. What that got to do with you? <laughs> <laughs> I just want it for you, nigga. <laughs> I want it for myself. You know, with the right person. You feel me? Can I? Can I help in the selection process? I got somebody in mind that I just think is perfect for you. That's impossible for you to know the per- what's perfect for me, though. I know you pretty well, Jason. But you like it's impossible to know someone's interpersonal relationship with other. You, women. You're right. I don't know your interpersonal relationships with other women or these women that you think you know. You don't know them. I tell you, now, you don't know them. Yeah, one hundred percent do not know them. <laughs> I know. I know the face that they give me when 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 they see me. They're so happy to see me. Oh, I, I haven't seen you in such a long time, but I don't know what go on outside the 10, 15 minutes I get to spend with them every couple, every blue moon. Yeah, you do not know these people. <laughs> they don't. I don't know these motherfuckers. Uh, yeah, man, but, uh, you know, graduation season, dog. I love, to, I love to see the young, the young folks in their cap and gowns. Walking across the stage and, like, um, you know, they're valedictorians, salutatorians and all that stuff. And um, just the people in the crowd who be screaming at the top of their young lungs and whoop, 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 whoop. And like at, at, at on a level, you be like, man, calm that shit down. But then on another level, it's like, man, you better let the motherfuckers walking across that stage hear somebody true, uh, cheering and rooting for them. Look, my nigga, when I thought when my son graduated last year and we thought there wasn't going to be no like physical graduation, nigga, I was in peril. I was in fucking turmoil that there wasn't going to be no physical graduation and I don't get to see my first child walk across the stage and get a fucking diploma. Nigga, I I, I couldn't even stomach that shit. So this is crazy. So when my older nephew graduated, my brother wasn't home yet. It was a couple months before he was able to come home. So uh, this was the first time he got to see one of his children walk across the stage. You know what I'm saying? Which Proud is, moment. Hell yeah. Gots to be. Gots to be. Proud moment. I know when my daughter graduate, nigga, I'm going to be up on my feet ran yelling. Time, ran to Tom Hawkins down there, actually. Okay. Yeah. That's what's up with Shout I've out never to been, I've never, most recently, I've never gone somewhere and not known someone. My kids get sick of that shit. My daughter would be like, so you think you know everybody in Detroit? Even if I don't, we don't have a speak or have a conversation. Like, I see someone I know from another place every time I go somewhere. Absolutely. That's some scary shit. We out here. And even if they don't know me. Because, like, you'll know a motherfucker from social media. Yeah. You Maybe you just follow one of their friends and they always in the friend picture. So when you see them, like, oh, nigga, that's such and such homegirl, well, homeboy or such and such. A, like, you just know because you see their fucking face in your story all the time or whatever. But also on the flip side, a lot of people know us. And we and we in a lot of rooms and a lot of circles that, you know, six years ago, you'd have never been able to tell me, like, I would be. I, I look at it like when I look at like DDT, for example, that's somebody I looked up to. 
You know what I'm saying? That like I I really admired. Like, but now he he's somebody in my phone that I can reach out to if I need him. Yeah. You know right. what I'm saying? Like those are crazy relationships that I look how much the shout out to our brothers, the twins. Yeah. Like how how many good relationships and good positions they done plugged us into just off of genuine business and, and, and a developed friendship. Yeah. I I'm you know what? Uh six years removed from the start of this podcast, you know, it truly has been a blessing. Um, because through this through this podcast, through this meeting, through me just talking and what what a what a a good friend and sharing our experiences, man, we've developed so many relationships um that would have never happened um if we didn't do this pod. Dog is <laughs> I remember the first time I met Aunt. Shout out to the homie Trinidad Aunt. Is that I remember there was somebody I knew at the time, and she was like, "It would like I, I followed this guy on Instagram, and I think he'd be real good for y'all for y'all podcast." And she sent me the information, and it was Ant. And like before Ant walked in the studio, I didn't I didn't know the nigga. We was only we have uh, a ton of friends in common, yeah, and we was just social media uh, friends. You know what I'm saying? And he was just a nigga I saw on the ground, and you know we brought him on the show and. You know, Aunt Judy, uh, just just a ton of people I can name off, yeah. or people like I, I met and I knew of and seen them out and about. But through the podcast, we developed relationships. Yeah, and you know, through the podcast, the podcast studio, and different relationships, and more than that, just connections that you we've made online. You know, to our point, like Rob Silva. Yeah, like Shout Rob. Out to Rob. Is, <laughs> like Rob is Rob. You he's feel me? he's the third voice of this week in culture. Damn near. Uh, matter of fact, speaking of our our, because we couldn't do it without you, we actually got a couple voice notes from. Yeah, yeah. Let's let's let them ring out. Um, one is from Rob Silva. Let me go to Rob. <laughs> let's go to Rob. What's up, Dame? What's up, Jason? This is your boy Rob Silva. Before I wish the great brothers a happy Father's Day. I want to wish you guys a happy sixth anniversary because I remember you guys saying a week or two ago that June 16th was your first show. So this is six years of black excellence, six years of Shop Talk podcast. I started listening to you guys in 2018, so I was two years late to the program. But, man, it's been a joy ever since. And now to my um, Father's Day shout outs, Jason. Happy Father's Day to your incredible father and to your beloved brother. And Dame, man, Dame, this is the first year in 30 years that I'm no longer a father. And I want to thank you from the bottom of my heart. Because when I first posted that my son had passed away, you were the first person to reach out to me via DM and told me whatever you could do. And then you guys, you, Jason, and the rest of your Detroit family, send me that beautiful edibles arrangement, man. I'm taking it one day at a time. And what keeps me grounded is the love of my lady, the love of my mother, the love of my sister, the love of my nephew. And knowing that you guys give me great content that I could lose myself in with This Week in Culture and Shop Talk Podcast. My brothers, I love you both. And man, six years down, let's 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 see you brothers are uh, uh, 40, 41 years old. Six years down, let's go for uh 
<laughs> 60 more years to get 100. <laughs> yeah, man, I'm with uh, it. Peace and blessings, my beautiful brothers. Rob, thank you so much. I love you, brother. And I, I truly and sincerely appreciate those kind words. My prayers are also with you on this Father's Day. Absolutely. You know, I, I love my babies are all I got. My kids are all I got, bro. Mm. They all I got. They all I got. And, and when I look at the, the faces of my babies, you know, I didn't, I didn't did some dastardly shit in my life. You know what I'm saying? I didn't, I didn't hurt a lot of people. I didn't did a lot of wrong, a lot of wrong. And I know, you know, one day when God called me home, I'm going to have to answer for some of that shit. But when I look into the faces of my children, I know that's, that's one thing that I did right. You know, Rob, I love you. I can't, I can't even imagine, you know, the hole that I know that's there in your heart. But, you know, when I saw what happened just as a father, as another man, I just wanted to sincerely reach out, you know, and offer my, my love, support and condolence. And I, and I'm glad that that small gesture amongst us, you know, let, left an impact there. But, but bro, I'm praying for you on Father's Day. 100. I appreciate the Father's Day message. And, uh, you know, we, we, we thugging this thing together. God willing, you know, me and Jay be some grumpy, grumpy old men, a little bit more gray on the beards. You know, the, the, I won't have to shave at that point because, you know, the hair won't, won't come in no more, but we'll be able to do shop talk podcasts for a long time. Hey, man, you know what's interesting? It's like, uh, your Father's Day is always, you know, it's always the jokes about how, it don't get enough love and things of that nature. And it's always, sometimes there's some negativity that comes around. On Absolutely. Day. But I can, am I honest to God, hand to, right hand to God, man, all my friends, all my male friends are really good fathers. Like I, I literally, I don't know if I'm just blessed or I attract certain things around me, but I do not ever run into people I know in real, real life deadbeat fathers and i'm so blessed that that's the case and that's the situation i know that's not always the narrative yeah and i know my experience isn't everybody's experience but all my niggas is really great fathers dog like active participants even if they don't live in the same home like they're actively involved in their children's lives not because they have to because they, because they be. want to you and know they just like really good examples of men and i and i joke with my you know i've been joking with my kids for like the past month i don't put up my my father's day list on, on on ig and i've been joking with my kids like you know Dad, dad, really looking forward towards a Father's Day gift. But I look at it like this, man. Father, being a father is just a thankless job. I understood when I signed up for it, what it was going to be. I watched my own father, you know, laugh and joke about the same things about fatherhood being just a thankless activity. But, you know, what, what really lets me know the impact of what I'm doing as a father, you know, sometimes you get these, you know, teenagers is just snarky and just don't get no fuck. You know, sometimes you get little glimpses of love with my teenage children, but for the most part, they just kids. They, they in their own world. They in their own thing. And like when I talk to my daughter, like, so this week, uh, Detroit public schools have gotten out early every day, about 1230 because of the, you know, the, the, the heat that most of these schools Remind don't. Remind me to talk about that. Yeah. That most of these schools don't have AC. My, my middle son was tripping because he thought he was going to get out early, but his school got AC and they was like, nah. Full day around here, homie. So I've been picking my daughter up, and every day she's like, "Well, Dad, they didn't feed us. They didn't feed us school breakfast or lunch. 
So I know what that means. I got to take her somewhere to get something to eat. And that's, you know, whatever. I, I just know that when it comes to my daughters. Did I'm, your mama feed you breakfast? No. No. She walked out the house without. She made the choice not to eat breakfast. <laughs> right. And she knew I was coming to get her around lunch. So she knew what time it was. And, and I just made, you know, we just having small back and forth conversation. And she has a certain level of confidence and she'll, she'll always say it. She's like, I know I can come to you for something because I know you always going to make it happen. And you know, that's, that's just what being a father is about. Like I sacrifice, I go without, but as long as my babies are good, like I don't, I don't care. You know, as long as I can make it happen for them, you know, I can figure my own shit out. And and that's just part of the game. You, you just go without so they can have, yeah. you know, what they need and, and most of they wants met. So, all right, we got another voice note uh, from the homie Macho. Family, it's your man's Mach. Happy Father's Day weekend, good brothers. Uh, salute to you, Dame. If all your kids gave you twenty dollars for Father's Day, you'd be a billionaire. <laughs> 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 no, shout out to you, man. Good dude, man. I hear you say it time and time again. You do anything for your babies, man. So. Good fathers, man. Recognize good fathers, man. And shout out to the future good fathers, Trinidad aunt and my man Jay Johnson, man. Like, yo, y'all kids are going to be so blessed to have y'all as mature as black responsible dads. It's going to be sick, man. Like, I, I always say that your, your youngest child will get the best of you as a parent, right? So just I had my first child super young. So, like, how he turned out. You know, it's going to be largely, all your kids, how they turn out, are going to be largely impacted by how they are raised. But I just say that to say, man, and Jay, y'all going to be great fathers when that time comes, man. So I'm saluting y'all and telling y'all happy Father's Day in advance, man. Love, shop talk, love this week in culture, y'all, my guys. I'm forever riding with y'all, man. So peace and love. I'm on my way to spend Father's Day with my dad for the first time in a while. Um, and it's actually Juneteenth and my mother's 60th birthday. Hey man, so I spent Mother's up. Day with my mm. mom. I'm spending Father's Day with my dad and her 60th birthday, which is June 19th, Juneteenth and Father's Day. So I'm going to be ripping around. They ain't together. They ain't married. My dad got another wife. <laughs> so I'm going to be ripping and running all over the uh, metro Dallas area, man. But, yo, I'm sending y'all good vibes, man. Y'all have a great fucking weekend, man. Peace and love. Mantra, we appreciate it, man. Love you. I hope you have a good Father's Day, too. I see you out there active fathering all over the Internet, Always. man. Always with them boys. So, man, con- congratulations. Enjoy your Father's Day. I didn't even think about that with Ant. I need you I need you and Ant to produce children. Yo, man. Uncle Champagne is a thing, and I, and I want to bless the babies. Yo, when the, when, the, when the stars and the moons align, the guy will be born. That's all I can say. We got one more voice voice note, man. Can I MC your baby shower? No. Please. Hey guys. Um just responding in regards to the episode this week about uh the part where you guys was talking about what's wrong with the kids and the society today. And um I don't know, I just think it's a combination of uh values being taken away, the morals, um like Jay was saying, whenever somebody say, you know, how you want your kids to be raised in this society, they're always thinking of better in terms of monetary values and how successful they are. But 
nobody really talks about having morality, values, God. I'm not saying, you know, you got to be a religious freak or whatever, but that's what we used to do. And I'm thinking like, you know, during the summer, we would have camps and vacation Bible school and something that grounded us in God. These niggas don't have God these days. That's why they don't value life. They don't see the importance of life. They don't see the, um, you know, how precious a life is. So that's why they're willing to take it. The grandmas is my age, 37, at brunch every Sunday. Ain't nobody really going to church no more. Uh, grandma is twerking. So how you expect her to, you know, instill a new value? So this is what's getting passed down now. And I, I think that's a big part of it. A lot of these areas have, uh, you know, said that um, Christianity and religion has put us in a chokehold. And we need to get out of it. Okay, so most of us is out of it now. Um, now what? It was the Not problem because... It's gotten worse. So I don't know. I think that's a big part of it. Um, and I'm not saying, like I say, you have to be religious or anything, but I think God being taken out of everything has just made anything go. And when you're looking for solutions to that, uh, to me, you know, God is saying, okay, y'all took me out of everything. So figure it out for yourself. And we can't because we're not God. We're thinking on a human level. And um, Dr. Miles Monroe always used to say that a problem cannot be solved at the same um you know level it was created so we're creating the problem we have to look to a higher source but we're not looking there because we are so arrogant and think that we have all the answers but we're looking for politicians we're looking for people on the same level as us to help us and it's not going to happen it's just going to get worse until we recognize our need for god that's just my two cents um i don't know like i said i don't even have the answer because a law is not going to help change what's in people's hearts to me only god can change your heart and if he's you know rejected if his values aren't instilled in the people then there's no change in that it's only going to get more evil because man's natural inclination is to always be evil so unless you have some Ooh, type of balance to balance that out some type of good to you know um counter that evil then we're going to get what we always got so i don't know um what you guys think um I just wanted to throw that out there, but great episode, great discussion per usual, and I will talk to you guys soon. Thank you so much. I appreciate that voice note. You said more than a mouthful with that. A lot of a lot of bars, man. Like, so listen, uh, whether you're religious or not, that's where the the moral compass came from. Yeah. Whether you think all that shit fairy tales or if it's but the moral the stories whatever like that's where the moral compass comes from come from for a lot of people yeah. and then when you remove that you remove a set of values now whether you like them values or not a set of values had been instilled in a lot of people and now that we remove that set of values we have this deadly doing so just playing algebra solving for x. It looks like, you know, we didn't came up with some bullshit. You know, <laughs> we didn't came up with some bullshit. Yeah, man, that's love, man. I like that that uh that that folks you know interact with us, man. I I I, I fuck with y'all because y'all fuck with us. Yeah, but no, nah, I mean, she made a lot of valid ass points. A lot of valid ass points, and. You know, I don't, I don't sit here and try and be like some saved savant. You know, I, I clearly believe in the Lord and, and him changing and doing things in people's lives. And look, man, shit, be, shit out of control out here. It's out of fucking control and it shouldn't be. It's not. The plan wasn't for shit to be like this. I'll put it like this. You ain't never got to walk into a church ever in your own life. 
Just take a look at the Ten Commandments and tell me which one of them ten you think is a bad idea. That's it. Like if you got a cold, like every man got to have a cold. Yeah. That ten, it's a solid list, <laughs> right? Like it's a solid list. Like that coveting a man's wife. No, you should not be coveting no, a shouldn't. man's wife. You know what I'm saying? Nigga, kill you about his wife, and that's why I said don't covet her. Like that may be there. That may not be more. Like that may be there for your own self interest. It's probably for. Look, at one point in my life, I used to like to fuck married women, and a lot of it was just the. I just felt like single women weren't a challenge. And that like I needed I needed something else to to step my game up and like married women was my thing. But like any married woman I dealt with, eventually I had to deal with her husband. Uh you know, people kill all the time because the heart is evil, evil and it yearns to do bad. Um evil is good. Don't give me a reason to to to, to do bad. You know what I'm saying? Like I don't I'm not fucking with nobody. Well, first off, I don't want to fuck with you if you got a nigga. If you got a nigga, it don't who, say don't cover the nigga girlfriend. It says wife. I'm saying if you got a nigga who y'all might even be together, but he think he's still your nigga. He think that you still belong to him. I don't want to fuck with it. That's what happened with trouble. Yeah. In a young lady's house doing what single niggas do. And a nigga came to the house and killed him. Like that's wild. It's dangerous. Me and you have both both talked about it on Shop Talk. We've been inside of women's houses when a nigga showed up, and yeah, and and they and and now what the fuck I'm supposed to do? Fuck I'm supposed to do now? Luckily, I ain't never had no kind of issue like that at my residence. One because don't nobody got. Man, I I used to deal with this married chick. Is it, to, is it? Can we do a story time with Dane? Go ahead, nigga. Story time with Dane. So. Back in my in in the height of my whole activity, uh, in my whole oasis of life, I used to deal with this married woman. Nigga, she was fine than a motherfucker. Tall, slim, big old donk, donkey ass. Man, she was fine than a motherfucker. And I remember she she was a uh, you know she was comfortable with women. And so one Saturday afternoon, she knock on my door, show up with her homegirl, and we we. Have a, a nice, a nice, comfortable afternoon leading into the evening. And then these two young ladies leave. Man, about 10, 15 minutes later, I hear a knock on my door. I'm thinking, old oh, girl done left something. Because I used to have a rule in my house that if you leave something, I'm throwing it away. Why would you do that? Because women like to leave like little remnants, like to let other to let other women know that they was there. You know, they'll they'll leave things to. Why don't you just put it away? Why don't I just throw it away? Because if it was that important to you, you would have took it with you. So you mad that somebody wants you for themselves? Like why you why are you mad at them about that? Look, when 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 I'm in my when I'm in my single zone, like like I'm not you can't throw me off my square, baby. There's okay. pimping going on over here. All right, well pimp, put that shit to the side like a real pimp and play and like why throw it away? Because I told you to not leave shit here. I told you. I gave you a warning. I don't repeat myself. I told you once. Where did this come from, dog? I mean, I... Because look at you. You literally stood up and like... What, what did this come from? I mean, some people this, have... Mag- obey things. Like, what What? What? What, what happened? <laughs> we're not going to do... We're not going to do the psychology episode again. Oh. I was just born with Mac in my blood. That's oh. all. Okay. I got pimp bones in my body. Right. And I rocked them mighty hearty. Okay. Like Lottie Dottie. I got pimp bones in my... You know, you know what that's from. That's good old dog pound pimping. But anyway... 
I, I'm thinking it's somebody at the door. I'm thinking old girl left something. She circled back. It's a nigga at my front door. And he crying. He's visibly upset. I'm like, uh, can I help you, my nigga? And he he asking me questions about like this Sharice, and I'm just I'm I'm just changing names to to protect the innocent. This Sharice leave out of here, and he's crying and and mumbling on my front porch. I'm like, oh shit, this is her husband. I call her up. I'm like, look, your nigga at my front door. I need you to I need you to take care of this. I can hear them on the phone together, and her yelling at the nigga, like, you know, I don't want you, and just telling the nigga get off my porch. She didn't. She called me back. She was like, "Look, I don't give a fuck what you tell the nigga." That's a dirty motherfucker right there, dog. Yeah, that's a dirty motherfucker. She was nasty as a Bella bathroom, though. Top top three, net. I, I ain't gonna go there. I ain't gonna go there. But she was nasty, and she, you're right. She was a cold blooded motherfucker. That's 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 cold hearted, dog. Yeah. One, you already got caught cheating. But two, you gonna tell the nigga that you keeping with that you don't give a fuck what happens to the situation. Like you a dirty motherfucker. Basically though. telling me just to handle it. So the nigga asked me, I was like, I saw her leave out with a, another woman. I'm like, look, man, you know, your wife into what she into. And we was into it together. So basically the niggas on my front porch crying. So after about five minutes of this shit, I come, I open up the door and I got my strap on me. I'm like, look, my nigga, I, I get that you going through something right now. I understand it. But whatever the fuck you going through, you got to do it up, up over somewhere else because it ain't welcome here. And, you know, I, I continue to uh, be friends with his wife because she didn't deal with that bitch. Dog. She was so cut. Jay, she was. So I, I I have a problem. I have a problem, or I had a problem. That sometimes if a woman looked like so good, I would deal with a little extra bullshit because she looks so fucking good. Yo, to quote uh, the, the minister Louis Farrakhan and a skit that we put on a Detroit News album: "If I lost it or threw it away, I can get it again. <laughs> <laughs> I can always get it again. It's never you never too cold." She she def after we cut it off a couple years later she definitely circled the block, and she was separated this time and uh you know I just had to test and and, and make sure you know all the piping was still what I remembered it to be. I can't trust a motherfucker that do that to their own husband, dog. Not you already cheating, right? Yeah. But that not even give a fuck. Like God damn, you a cold motherfucker. You a pay a nigga to kill him. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I that's heartless. You a sociopath. Like, you don't got no feelings in that motherfucker. She looks so good, Jay. She looks so good. Shout out to you. I don't want you no Carolyn more. Carolyn from Maryland. <laughs> she lady heroin. She elegant. Her apparel in the M-Class caravan. I Keys the dope. Love and cast the ski in the throat. I never say your name, but shout out to you. You look so good. I don't want you. I don't want you. I don't want you. And she used to live up the street from one of our homies, a mutual homie that me and you have. So I would see her even after we'd stopped dealing with her. I used to see her way too much. But shout out to her. She was fine as fuck. Story time with Day. Yeah, that's wild, man. I don't want her, though. I don't want her. I'm so I'm so content with that piece of bullshit being gone out of my life. Like all the whole shit that I used to be doing, my life is completely calmer and better and more serene after I made I the decision. Huh? I think you capping. No, nah, man, it is. <laughs> I think you capping. It is. My life is so much more serene when I, once I cut out the whole activities. There's only one person I like right now. Only one person. Congratulations, only one. Man. And I'm and I'm just cool with that. 
All right, that's what's up, man. I'm just cool with that. Thanks. Man. You know, I'm a reformed man. Reformed. Uh, ain't no more hoeing dame. Maybe just a little bit, but it's, <laughs> it's, it's suppressed. It's suppressed. So listen, man, you had mentioned something about the, the kids getting out of like uh, at noon and shit, right? Yeah, because DPS said they ain't got no AC in these old ass schools. So like the conventional, what we used to say was like, man, we ain't never have to go. We would stay in there and we were doing all this shit. Should we want that for them or was we mistreated? <laughs> Jay, me and you went to the old cast tech, not this new greenhouse you know, top of the... It was still a new building, though. The new building had AC. The new wing... One wing inside of the new building had AC. That... First Ooh, of all... One... One... Uh, 25% of the building, because that wing was on every floor. Okay, so 25% of the building. The other 75% was an old pickle factory that did not have AC. It had windows that barely open. And we survived. I, first when of all... did you die? No, my nigga, I went to summer school four years straight. Four years straight. Why'd you go to Cass? Oh, that's a whole nother story time with Dane. Would you like to hear it? Here it go. I went to Cass. I had no idea Cass Tech even existed. You understand? I went to Catholic school from kindergarten to eighth grade. No clue about Cass. I knew I knew the name of the school. Papa Doc. I mean, whatever. Ain't ain't, <laughs> my, my, ain't, ain't no. Ain't, hey, nigga, he got defensive mode. You should see his. <laughs> I'm like recording today, but you should see this nigga went directly to defensive I'm, mode. I'm, I'm authentic. <laughs> Check the stitching. It's authentic. <laughs> so I went to private school, kindergarten, eighth grade. You know, I knew of Cass because my uncle went there. I know something about <laughs> yeah. you. I went to That's K- a private school, <laughs> right? <laughs> Clarence have very good parents Yo I found that shit out on the podcast I did not know I went to private school One of, the, one of them episodes I don't know it was like the Is it kind of like when you found out about my sister Dog Like <laughs> the fuck, like, like you don't know fucking sister What you mean I, I do have a sister I love that her very much the, uh, That was at uh, my birthday party Yeah you had no clue I had a sister Live podcast First live podcast I'm damn near think that was the first live podcast In the metro Detroit area the Black podcast I have never seen a live podcast before. We got so fucked up in that podcast. Yeah, you know, we talk about that. <laughs> some YouTube video on there. So I didn't. I didn't. If know. you subscribed to the YouTube, you can see that video from that episode. Go ahead. It's go ahead and subscribe. April the sixteenth of twenty seventeen. Yeah. yeah, that was your first birthday party. We had such a good time. Thirty five. Thirty five. But anyway, uh, I didn't. I knew about chaos because my uncle went there, but that's like all I knew. So anyway, my guy brother played football. At Cass, and I played football in eighth grade. I was I was a pretty decent athlete. I wanted to play in high school, and I knew he went to this big ass school where they played football really good. So he was like, "Hey, just come out to one of my games." And he was like, "You can just sit with my girlfriend. She'll you know make sure you're straight and just enjoy the game." Nigga, I seen. I went to Cass. I was 13 years old. I stepped out on that field, and all I seen was a sea of women. And when you 13, a, a girl that's like 15, 16 is a fucking woman in my eyes. And I just seen women as far. You said, I was like a woman. Uh, I was at 13. Hard uh, DJ academic. No, at, no, I was 13. <laughs> okay. And at 13, when I saw girls 15, 16, 17, in my eyes, them was grown ass women. And I remember just looking out on 
in the stands and just seeing a sea of grown ass women. His girlfriend, I mean, he was 17, 18. So his girlfriend was like the same age. And I'm sitting with her and all her friends and they all grown and fine in my eyes. I'm like, yo, I don't know what I got to get in, what I got to do to get into this school, but I want to go here. And that's what made me go to Cass because I seen nothing but girls there. Just a sea of beautiful women. And I struggled to stay in there for four fucking years based off the strength of that shit. When they, when they told me in freshman orientation, there was eight girls for every one every one boy. I said, I want my eight and I want somebody else's two or three. So folks from not here, we talk about Cass a lot. Uh, Cass has a different grading scale. So like what may be a A at your high school, uh, like 90 percent wasn't an A. It was a B for show. Yeah. Like like 100 to 95 was an A. Yeah. So like when people went to cast, like it was a upper quote unquote upper echelon school. What it was. It is. Um, but like it's a different grading scale. And the reason I asked, like, why'd you go here? Because <laughs> like women, women, that makes sense. It, it makes <laughs> the, the whole thing makes sense now. Women. That's it. Yeah. I just wanted I just wanted to talk to girls. Yeah. Uh, I think we, I think kids are getting treated better, uh, like they're supposed to. Yeah. Also, back in the day, we would prop a door open, a window open, but now we can't do that because a nigga will. Shit's not safe. A nigga, come in that bitch and shoot it up. Well, anyway, shooting our schools up. I remember but, I got suspended out of school because I threw somebody book bag out the sixth floor window, mm. talking shit to me. Get your book bag tossed out. Mm. <laughs> and I got my dumb ass three days at the crib. Uh. Yo, uh, last night, uh, the Golden State Warriors won the championship. They did. Steph got his fourth ring. Better put some respect on that light-skinned nigga. Man, what you think about all this hate that he been getting and that he needed to get uh, a finals MVP and all the other shit? I think it's, it's, it's a fake standard that we put on shit. Even without this championship, without the finals MVP, you can't take away the greatness that this young man displays on the court. He's an all-time three-point scoring leader. He already had won three championships. Like, he cemented himself. He's a Hall of Fame player. He's the greatest shooter ever. <laughs> and he's still young enough where he could he could feasibly play five to six more seasons. He's 34. He, he, six. Easy. And if I just want to, if I just want to shoot. Now, his game, he may not be running off of screens like he does now in five years, but, like, would he still be a threat as a spot up shooter? Absolutely, fucking lutely Absolutely. So I don't I don't understand the disdain. He can put 20 in just like LeBron putting 20 in. Cause they taking care of their bodies. You don't really see a lot of players play 82 games at this point. And as he gets older, he probably won't. If you can play if if you can get Steph a healthy Steph Curry out on the out on the floor well, for sixty five games. Well, general managers don't I don't care if you pay eighty two games. I'm paying you uh to two, play for ten years. I'm paying you two hundred and twenty million dollars. I need you to play for ten years. Yeah. Eighty two games. I need you healthy. Load management. Fuck load management. You got to make me money for ten years. Facts. I gotta even if it's just hope. That the team going to be better because you want it. Even if it's selling jerseys and selling tickets because they want to see you hit a three-pointer. Nigga, I need this nigga for 10 years. Yeah. Fuck, I don't give a fuck about no 82 games. Nigga, I don't give a fuck if we win or not. If, as long as I'm making some fucking money. Now, granted, when you win, you, you make, make more you money. Make more money. Yeah. A, 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 a bona fide dynasty, dog. 
four rings in eight years and two of these bitches I didn't even play? Yeah. So I'm really like four for six. Well, he is four for six. Yeah, he is. Like the two years that I didn't make it to the playoffs, nigga, I was injured both of them years. Clay was injured, not Steph. Well, Steph played like one game last year. No, he didn't. He played most. He didn't play this uh, one Steph game. Steph was like out most of the year. He broke his he, hand. He was injured, but I mean, he played a substantial amount of games last year. No, for real. That's why the nigga they had the worst record in the league. He, I think he that came. was that was a year before. That's how they got James Wiseman because Look. Clay was hurt, and then I know Steph missed uh, a reasonable amount of time, so they was able to get James Wiseman with like the second, second or third pick. I really think they should have got Lamelo Ball. With that pick, and this year he played sixty four. Uh, how much he played last season? They tell me field goals missed. Nigga, I want. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm sure it's not a lot. Yeah, he got. He played like minimal. Show me the data. Shit, you I'm was right about. For it, Shit, you was right about. Anyway, we can continue, but I'm going to find this shit while we're talking. Okay. Uh, but long story short, it, that Finals MVP shit is made up, though. It's not real. And you know what? I don't like the, the new conference final player, uh, the conference final MVP award. I think that's weak. Why? Nobody cares who, who the conference final MVP is, nigga. That shit, it's just, just weak to me. Because it's the first one. Who gives a fuck about the... The finals MVP. Why is there why is there a finals MVP? Why is it not why is there not a playoff MVP? Because why only these seven games matter or possible seven games matter? Because some niggas don't make some niggas don't make it through the full pl- you can't just so by whatever, just by default, you can't award of a playoff MVP to a nigga that get bounced in the first round. You just can't. Right. And they only give the finals MVP to the two niggas who the two one of the two people on the team. So why don't one of them Get a playoff MVP. Who was the MVP for the entire playoffs? Because maybe I didn't have a great entire playoffs, but in this seven game series, I lit that shit up. But I'm saying that's easier to do than a nigga that was great the entire playoffs. First, second, third. Final. I mean, I, I, I understand your theory. I mean, that makes sense. Um, but like, uh, it's made up. What's it based off of? If it is it whoever scored the most points? No, because Iggy wouldn't have got it. Like it's not made up of anything. There's no who, who had the most impact for their teams winning the winning the title in that seven game series. And how do you judge who had the most impact? Points, assists. Because the year that the second one that KD got, KD averaged one more point than Steph, and Steph dropped uh, like forty or well, forty three in one of the games in the finals and shit. Like I had a game with more points than you. Um, I literally averaged one less point to you and I had more assists. Like, how did KD win? Like, it's not based on nothing. It's based on 11 writers. They pick it. I just found out uh, this year. I didn't know it was just 11. 11 writers pick who's going to be the MVP. Like, why the fuck did Iggy get the MVP, dog? Like, this nigga, Steph, at the year Iggy got, that nigga averaged 27 points, like eight assists, and like six rebounds or some shit. Like, it's not even. But Andre Iguodala had a, a huge impact in, in yeah, that fight. And final. without my 27 points, this shit, a, a game, this shit wasn't nowhere near close. I mean, I don't think there's any, like, bona fide in stone criteria. It's That's just a matter it's of not opinion. Real. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, they be, this to be the it's one. It's feelings. Yeah. It's feelings. And feelings aren't real. Yeah. 
who got the best player efficiency? Or something? Like it gotta be more than these random eleven niggas. Like yo, he won. Like, come on, man. And I'm gonna go on record right now and say Golden State may fuck around and repeat next year. Could be. They may fuck around and repeat next year. We was talking about on before the before the pie came on. It's like we not recognizing what we seeing out of stuff. It's greatness. You know what I'm saying? It's greatness. And like people be laughing and scoffing that they'll compare him to insert your favorite player from your childhood. But like my nigga Steph will light their ass up. Like my, insert your favorite player from your childhood and watch Steph light their ass up. Like this we're not we're not respecting it, dog. First of all, he's the best shooter we've ever seen. Period. Ever seen. Secondly, this nigga he don't get enough credit for his handle. The way that nigga pat that ball, come on. And the the way that defenses have to look for him as soon as he steps over half court, like the whole defense has to look account for you. I can't like KD as great as KD is. Like he benefited from having Steph on the court with him. Yeah, because it it just allows him to shoot more. Yeah, and then I got like, come on, my nigga. He he spaces the floor so, and he's I mean he's a good point guard. Yeah, like. Anytime that nigga Steph got to rock and he see Chris Paul, he gonna put that nigga on Sports Center. When I hear a nigga say Steph's not a better point guard to somebody I know you didn't get a chance to watch, like what you basing this off of? Cause you didn't see the other nigga. You just look at the stats. Yeah. And some highlights. Well, look at Steph's stats in his highlights. How do you even fix your I'm not trying to tell you or convince you. That, yo, he is the best this, this, and this. But the fact that in your brain, you can say he's not based upon your feelings by somebody when you grew up liking him. Let me just say this. Put Steph up against any point guard of his generation. Any great point guard. Kyrie, fucking Chris Paul. I'm better than Otto. He get them niggas buckets. I could be the best basketball player in the league right now. Top three. Who's better? Uh, I I still think Kevin Durant is. Where was Kevin Durant this year? I mean, just at home. I still think Kevin Durant is one of the best players in the NBA because he shoots or he all around player, all around player. I think that Steph is better. Okay, I mean, you can make that argument. I'm saying top three. I mean, I could. I th- I still think Kevin Durant is one of the best order, players in the because in order to be better, you got to produce better. Your ass was at home, my nigga. I think LeBron still is giving us greatness right now. He's stat filling. He's not doing nothing great. I mean, he's stat filling, but that team is ass. And he didn't wield them to victory. Like, that team ass. Look, the, it was like 34 games or some shit. Like, I, know, I know my nigga Ant love the Lakers. The Lakers was ass this year. They, they need a lot of help. Low-key, if it wasn't for the bubble, this shit didn't work out. No, no, no I'm not going to say that. I'm not going to say that. That was their year. That was the year. Kobe passed. It was it was too much going in their favor. It fucked the bubble. Like no, that was their year. Helped. No, what the helped? Niggas was injured like a motherfucker. Then they stopped playing basketball for about four months and then came back and allowed them niggas to get healthy. If the you, niggas was gonna lose, a healthy LeBron and a healthy Anthony Davis are not a tandem that you want to fuck with. Them niggas will give you twenty seven apiece any night. When last time Anthony Davis been healthy? <laughs> That nigga is street clothes don't never be help. When I seen that video he posted this week saying he ain't shot a basketball since April, April something. If, if I was LeBron, I would be on that nigga line like, look, bitch, we in the gym tomorrow. We in the gym should, tomorrow. 
Everybody's still waiting Like yo He's gonna be the face of the league. He gonna be dominant How many years He been in the league My nigga It's not coming that nigga, He's not a- about to get ba- Anthony Davis Is a, When you talk about Like keeping a nigga Healthy for 10 years He's a nigga That's gonna benefit From low management He can't give He's he not about to get better You can't get he's gonna, he, he's, His stats have got Progressively worse Every year he's been With the I mean every you, year you, with the Lakers You really gotta Manage his stats though Like you gotta Manage his production He can't play Back to back games He just can't his shooting percentage has went down every fucking year. Jay, his three-point percentage have went down every fucking year. I, I'm just, his points per game just gonna has give gone a, down every year. Because he be hurt a lot. I'm just going to give a theory. This is just a theory. It's not fact-based because I know you'll go there with me. In my theory, if you can get a healthy Anthony Davis for 55 games and a healthy LeBron for 60, 65 to 70 games – you can get a contender out of them Knicks. I don't think so. Not you, with this team. You this got, team oh no, no, you got to get rid of Russell. Russell got to go because that nigga said to make forty eight million next next year. You got money. to get rid of that nigga. It ain't my money. They got it. <laughs> like it ain't like they can't sign nobody because no. they ain't got enough money. Like they but got it. He Who eating cares? up a lot of salary cap. You got to get rid of Russell. Salary cap only care matter if you don't got the money to spend. They got the money to spend. Who gives a fuck? Cause you don't want to pay that luxury tax. You got to get. Why you give a fuck about these billionaires? The niggas I, is making money I hand over fist. I don't care about the billionaires. I'm just saying for team chemistry, Russell Westbrook does not work with that group of athletes. He just doesn't. You got to get that nigga the fuck up out of there. He not going nowhere. Who's oh, taking that contract? He's 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 100% signing up. He's, he's, he's opting in. <laughs> no one's taking the 48 men. Like, that's, this is the squad. Even so, with all three of them so, healthy, so, so it's he, not working. Here's another theory. Just, just This is just me playing GM in my head and GM on 2K22. If you're on 2K, holla at me. Dame gone wild. Uh, I'm getting washed. You heard that from them lying-ass b- niggas with braids. You heard that from them lying-ass niggas with braids. So I be giving them so, niggas buckets. So you don't be getting washed. You did not lose by 70. Nigga, what? I never lost by 70. Them niggas is liars. Maybe that's Santuan and Antoine Jackson are liars. <laughs> you it can't trust niggas with braids. Maybe it wasn't the twenty. Now, maybe, maybe it wasn't. Now, seven. now I, like I, I will say this. I will say this. One game, this nigga Antoine lit me up by like thirty-five before halftime. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Oh. Yeah. One game. Don't sound like you too. Good. That was one game. That was one game. He ain't never lit me up like that again. All right. Well, 35 and 35 is 70, so. It's happened one game. <laughs> he didn't win by no fucking 70. I don't know. I could have made that 70. Now. Yeah, you definitely made. Or them niggas is liars. And you can't trust niggas with braids in 2022. As much as I love my brothers, you can't. You can't. But this is me just playing virtual 2K GM. If you, get re- if you package up Russell with Horton Taylor and two draft picks, you can get rid of Russ. The Lakers don't have any draft picks. You gotta, you gotta project them niggas out. They don't have one until twenty twenty seven. All right, so I give you, I give you a first round in twenty twenty seven. We talking about winning now. That's five years from now. Who's gonna give up something to, to for a of a, 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 you know five years from now? We it could be a kid there. Niggas like, do it all the time, and it's the Lakers. Not people five years out. People want to take co- on a forty-four million dollar contract for a year. People want to play for L.A. They'll no, they always don't. get players. No, yes, they, they will. No, they don't. Nigga, to to come out and play in Southern California, the Lake. That's why they're a dynasty. Everybody, people want out, to come play who for came L.A. Out and play with Kobe. Well, nobody wanted to fuck. Nobody wanted to play with Kobe. 
Who coming out to play with uh LeBron? They got AD. What are you talking about? Street clothes. It was a couple niggas who they wanted on that squad who opted to go somewhere else. And look at them. Losers. Losers. They had better records than they the sh- Lakers. But Paul they didn't George get no, was like, nah, I'm straight. But he ain't win no championship. We're a playoff P at the crib. He ain't win no chi- he ain't win no chip. What LeBron Kawhi mean? ain't win no chip. Kawhi didn't want to go there. Nah, I'm straight. They should have. They should have, and they'd be champions by now. Meanwhile, LeBron on his on his uh his TV show talking about he allowed to play with the Warriors. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, no, my nigga, go go. Don't nobody. They asked they they asked Steph if he would play with LeBron. He was like, no. <laughs> like, why? Fuck on, man. Hey, go go, my nigga. We don't want to play with you. <laughs> like, like we don't want to play with you. No. I want to see Brown win one more. I just want to see him win one more. So since LeBron. And Steph got the same number of rings, and Steph has only got more. He got two MVPs, one unanimous, a final. The MVP, only unanimous, uh, and four rings, and LeBron got roughly the same thing, and some scoring championships too. By the way, uh, who who era was it? Don't do that. Especially when two of my championships or three of them. Let's, let's matter just matter of fact, three of my rings came off of LeBron. Let's just call it the King and I error. But like I, I got three victories in the finals over you. But LeBron also bought a team down from zero and three to beat them niggas. That's never been done before. Okay, that accounts for one of your rings, but the other three. And LeBron has won a, ch- a championship with every team he's played on. Okay, who era is it when we got the same amount of rings and I got all my rings off of you? And in the middle of your era, ah. I got back. I mean, I got MVP. <laughs> like, what? what's the LeBron era? Like, what years is LeBron era? Because it got to start and stop, right? It got to. Because, shit, Gianna didn't got a fucking ring and MVPs. Like, in this, in this, like, what is LeBron era? Because <laughs> niggas is getting off. In your era. Shit, Kawhi didn't got a ring off of your era, too. Like, how many niggas is getting rings off in your era? A lot of niggas. Because that's six rings. A lot of niggas been eating since Brian been in the league. Hey, yo, four from Steph, uh, one from Giannis. Kawhi. One for Kawhi. That's six rings, my nigga. No, Tim Duncan got one off of him. Oh, hell yeah. yeah. Dirk got one off on him. He did. That's eight. <laughs> Look, in your era, eight niggas got rings. Yeah, niggas been eating off Brian. Uh, didn't KG and them get one? Hell yeah. Fuck. They go nine. I mean, we can go to we can do the two that, that Kobe got. Ten and eleven. <laughs> like, niggas been eating since Brian been in the league. But niggas been eating off niggas been ate off the Warriors too. Some of them same niggas ate off the Warriors too. LeBron. Giannis. Giannis just won last year. They niggas had the worst record in the league last year. You you said you was gonna look it up. All I hear all I hear is hearsay. That you that the the the, the Golden State Warriors had the worst record in the league last year. All I hear is hearsay, Jason. Until till you hit me with some facts and receipts, it's all lies. It's all feelings. It's feelings, Jason. Come on, use use your little Apple device. Prove me wrong. All right. In 2019, uh, Steph played five games. Uh, Last year was in 2019. I know. I was mixing that with uh, 
with uh, so that's that's just in agreement with what I said. That's so, the year that they got James Wiseman after that. So the two years, so this year he played sixty four. Last year he played sixty three. I mean the year before that he played five. So the two the two years he didn't they didn't go to the finals. He played five games one year in twenty nineteen. <laughs> Uh, in 2020, uh, he played 63. Um, and 2020 was the bubble year. Yeah. So listen, uh, no one said this was a like. I'm trying to figure out when is LeBron's era. From like 03 when he came into the league to <laughs> to we oh, still are we, okay because the Pistons got him off on him too because we won the championship in 04. They got it off on the Lakers. LeBron was still. We was, whooped them niggas at. We went to the the Eastern Conference Finals eight times in a row. The Pistons did. I don't think it was eight times. Google, Google take your Google machine out. <laughs> yeah, I don't think it was eight times. Take your Google machine out. The Pistons was fucking good though. And we would bounce LeBron. But that happens to all young players. When's you gotta, your era, my nigga? When's the era? We're still under the LeBron James era, I think. But now, like, Bron is clearly in the twilight of his career. He's not the same Bron that we had five, six seasons ago. He's he's morphing into the twilight of his career. Steph is still y- younger, healthier. Steph and has 34. And, but, and Steph also has a good nucleus of a team still around him. What the Lakers did not do. They traded. You had. They traded away all the young assets. They they had some, they had pieces, and they traded them all away to get like Anthony Davis. Don't like young assets. He got rid of Andrew Wiggins before he can get a play with Andrew Wiggins. Look, get this nigga out of here. Brian got rid of Andrew Wiggins, Lonzo Ball, uh, Randall. Uh, What's he, the nigga look like? Davies. Davies. I don't know. He used to play for the Lakers. Oh, uh, Brandon Ingram. Yeah, him. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, that's another nigga too. R- Russell that played for that played in Minnesota. He the young D'Angelo Russell. No, not him. Damn, what's this nigga name? I think you. I think it's Brandon Ingram. Kind of look Dave Eastish. No, uh, yeah, I know, but it's not. It's not him. It's a uh, damn. What he played? He just was. Did you see the movie? Uh, I haven't watched the full Adam Sandler movie, but yeah, I he did. In there too. I did see Clemmy. Shout out to the homie Clemmy. In that new Adam Sandler movie. He told us he was going to be in it when he came up here. Uh, who the fuck looked like Dave East in the NBA? <laughs> Yo, how me see is the cast. Let me put NBA. Hustle cast NBA players. Boom. I find that. Oh, 25 NBA stars who played in there. All right, here we go. <sighs> You got uh, Kyle Lowry, Kenny Smith, Mark Jackson, Julius Irvin, Bobon, Mo Wagner, Shaquille, Charles, Tobias Harris, Iverson, Thibel, um, Dirk, Chris Middleton, Aaron Gordon, Stevens, Trey Young, Jordan, Jordan Clarkston. Okay. Jordan Clarkston. Nigga balling, dog. Jordan Clarkston does not look like Davies. This nigga got the braids done. Like, he looks like Davies, my nigga. He just got a lot of braids. He got braids and tattoos. I mean, but, other, but, than the, other than light skin with the braids and the tattoos. We all don't look alike, Jason. We all don't look alike. That nigga look like Davies, though. But you're right, Brian got rid of him. The Lakers haven't cultivated a lot of young talent. We're on the flip side. <laughs> Tell me that I look like Davies, nigga. Say it though. 
He ain't got no facial hair, really. That's that's probably the biggest difference. Yeah, dog. Okay. But but the Lakers done, they got rid of a lot of young talent. Brian be wanting to win right now. Damn. Use these young niggas to get me Anthony Davis. Brian's the worst GM in the history of the GM. <laughs> Every team he went to, he surrounded. He got rid of all the old niggas. I mean, he, he got rid of all the young niggas and wanted, quote, unquote, veteran players. He say who I want to play with. And, and when you the king, you can make them demands. And niggas make excuses for him, too. Like two years in a row, he had the best record in the league. Went to the finals and lost. And it was like, he had no team. My nigga, they got the best record in the fucking league. That's like this team is ass. Sometimes that nigga be, it be LeBron and four paper cups on the floor. No. No. Some of them Cleveland teams were ass. No. They were. How they manage the best record in the fucking league? Because the East was weak back then. You I'm one of them. I'm one of them. I'm making excuses for them. Oh, I'm one of them. Niggas play East Coast teams and West Coast teams. Yeah, I just want to see Brian win. But I mean, I, I do. I do think we are in the era of LeBron. But it's not like back in the '80s. We're like, no, I don't. I don't. When did Steph era then? Because from 2015 till now. I would say this Steph Air, he didn't won four in the last eight it's, years. It's the changing of the guards. It's the changing of the guards. That shit changed seven years ago, my nigga. <laughs> 2015 was a long time ago. Yeah. Yeah, it was. <laughs> that shit was seven 17 years ago. E- Gosh. That nigga won in tw- like four in eight years. And LeBron got took one in that time frame? I mean, I told y'all, light-skinned niggas ain't ever went out of style. We always been here. We always been running shit. Man, listen, I want to talk about something, dog. I want to play something. All right. Um, and I just want to I just I don't I want to hear your thoughts. On on Father's Day, this is a good this is a good conversation to have. Okay. Because I know as a father what I would do to a nigga like this. Okay. Um I just don't understand why some of these conversations even take place, but they do. And to keep it real, if you think about it in the bigger scheme of things, there's not much difference between a 20 or a 17 or a 21 and a 17. Just kind of mean one's a minor and one's not a minor. But I will say, listen, I adopted this rule, which I think it was fine. I said, listen, man, as long as a chick got a college ID, she's getting f***ed. I don't care if she's 17. I don't care if she's 17 and a half. I don't care if she just turned 17. She's going to get this dick. This is a 31-year-old man. Uh, who makes a substantial amount of money saying he doesn't care if she just turned 17. She's going to get this dick. I would kill this nigga. I don't play that shit. Like legitimately. I don't play that shit. And I I wasn't even going to talk about it on the pod, but I think some things got to be addressed so we can just set a standard. Like this not cool. It's not like it's not funny. It's, it's not cute. It's not like a, a something that's commonly held by all men. Like, no, that's not. Nigga, as a 31-year-old man, that could be your daughter at 17. Absolutely can. Like, what the fuck is wrong with niggas, dog? Lame niggas like this who get some fucking money. And then the finer hoes, and I'm using that word specifically, still be like, yo, this nigga corny. So we still not going to fuck with you. So you'll go get your money and go fuck with the kids because you can't do anything. 17? So I don't care if she just turned 17. So nigga, her sweet 16 was a little while ago. 17, you fuck around being 11th grade, nigga. 
my daughter will be 17 next year and we'll be in 11. My daughter will be 17 at the end of this year and we'll be in 11th grade. That's my baby. And a 31-year-old man, she can get this dick. My nigga, I would rip the skin off of your face with a toenail clipper. You would, (laughs) if some, you know, for me as a father, one thing that I find very difficult is when I take my daughter shopping, for example, because she just like to dart in and out of stores. And I'm typically following behind her with just bags. And I can see the eyes of young men, you know, her age, maybe a little bit older, looking at my baby because I, I watch faces. She I'm watching faces. I'm watching her. But like I'm you know, I, I got my head on swivel and I can see the eyes of young men look at my daughter as she walks in and out of stores. And sometimes they catch me catching them. And they, you know what they do every time? They look down because my nigga, you cannot, you cannot in my presence talk to my daughter. It's just not going to happen. I, I, I would, I would be willing to put my life on the line and take yours. Now I will take yours play, if you try and fuck with one of my kids. Playing white devil's advocate. Um, do you have that same respect for other people's daughters? Well, I don't. I don't deal with minor women. Like, I'm not talking about minors. I'm just talking about the. I mean, there's a level of respect that because, like, we at like, this stage in my life, yes. Beforehand, have I been just like a nasty nigga? Yes. So yes. The, the young, I'm, I'm assuming he's talking about like a. I don't know, man. These kids be looking. I don't know how old these kids be, dog. Like the niggas, the guys. I don't know if you a kid or an adult, man. Like I really can't tell. So I gotta treat you like I gotta I gotta meet you with like adult frustration and, and force. But you could be a kid. As soon as they know. open, as soon as they open up their mouth, I can I know what they if they an adult or a child. Soon and then when you a child, like these kids is super violent. They different. They super prejudiced. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care. I don't. I don't care what you think you are. You ain't never seen an animal like this. You understand? Man, you ain't man. never seen an animal like day. Dude, what's wrong? And then uh, Whack One Hundred, he comes to his defense and posting the Whack a whole nigga too. Whack is a whole nigga. He posts some shit like, "Yo, in forty one states, the legal. I mean, the, the age of consent is sixteen. In Michigan, the age of consent is sixteen. What's legal?" And what's morally correct is two totally different things. And like and like Shao said on that that message, we've lost our moral compass. I mean, at one point, it was not illegal to own slaves in this country. Then that mean that shit was right. So do we just give all the? Because we be crying about how the slave owners and all the generational and this and that. So it was legal. So it was. All I'm just saying is that a, as a, as a father. Of a daughter in that same age range, you can play fuck games if you want to. I will refund your bitch ass back to the Lord Himself. My niece about to be seventeen, surely. I will send the nigga back to Jesus, Lord. You can have him. I'm gonna send you to Lucifer because <laughs> you're good for nothing. You know. I mean, I, I was giving him the benefit of the doubt. I'm but not. I'm not gonna. I'm not even gonna help you out to send you to God. Because if you go to God, like that's too good. You gotta die though. Jail, hell, or the hospital. Take your pick. He got to die, though. He Not my babies. Whose man's is this? It's Wax Man. Another ho- whole niggas and whole niggas. I don't know. He be doing questionable things, dog. I don't know. himself with questionable things. I don't know. For, for Wax to stand on his gangster as much as he tries to, he do a lot of suspect shit. I don't understand it. But, you know. 
It ain't yeah. for me to understand. But uh, Jay Prince called whack out a, f- a few weeks ago, and I ain't heard him say nothing to it. Because when ni- he been talking, when real niggas walk in the room, bitch niggas be quiet. He been talking. I mean, I don't like how they been talking, but uh, he been talking. But uh, it's just a whole bunch of stuff that you know it's questionable to me. Uh, I don't know the man. We didn't have Jay Prince in this room. And I'll never forget, he said one thing that, that etched it, get off of IG and get you an OG. That's a fact. Facts. Uh, since we, since we had, not necessarily, is that your who's man's for the week? It's one of them. Okay. Because I, I would like to touch on something before, you know, we end this episode. Uh, last night, Aubrey Graham, professionally known as Drake, dropped an album. And, um, you know, maybe... You know, sometimes I think I'm I'm the old nigga in the club and some shit just ain't for me. And this Drake album just uh, it's just not for me. Honestly, never mind. It was probably very accurate because like when I listen to the music, never mind. It's not for me. It's it's a it's a dance album. Um, it's, it's actually categorized. It's a dance album. Um, I haven't heard it. I probably won't listen. I have not saw one good comment about it from anybody no no one has even not even y'all niggas hating on not even the the take they like oh y'all niggas just hating on drake because he went i have heard nothing good really doesn't leave me with anything to hate on all the things people say is they went straight to the 21 savage song and they said that was okay that's that's the only song where he's like rapping uh, and I don't expect Drake to be like, give me a full hip hop release because that's just not his lane. This this rapping singing thing is where he excels at. Uh, but for me, this was not this was not a quality project. But while I was scouring when the, when the last time he dropped a quality project. So fourth album of trash to me. That's what I would like to bring up, because our our, our mutual friend Trinidad Ant made a point that Drake has probably given us like four or five mid albums in a row. So I just want to do, I just want to go back through Drake's discography and let's, let's, we can just round about where shit changes. So 2009, so far gone. Uh, you can argue that's probably one of the best t- mixtape releases in quite some time. Was it though? I thought too far gone was really good. The What's so interesting is even then I only listened to the rap songs. I thought that singing shit was whack. And, and at the time, it's not that I, I made a, a, a declarative statement like that, yo, this is whack. I just only listened to the rap songs. I don't know. I like some of the R&B shit that he had on. I like Successful and I like Took a he Night Off. rapping though on that still. But Took a Night Off with Lloyd, that was straight R&B and that's like one of my, my favorite Drake songs. Which led to the debut, Thank Me Later, which I don't think was trash. I think that was a decent release. Take care. You think "Take Me Later" was "Take Me Later" was trash? Uh, you you still listen to it today? If fancy, come on, I'll you know. Was it trash? No. Do you listen to that shit? No. no, no. That's your debut album. That shit was mid. For the moment, it was like big singles. Yeah, that shit was mid. Okay, so let's continue on. Take care. Now, I think "Take Care" was a good album. It has some. It has some shit on there. Come on, Lord knows what Rick Ross like. All the rapping shit was fire on there. Okay. I've never liked singing Drake. Nothing was the same. I think nothing was the same was a solid, might be his work. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. It might be his best project. Top to bottom, that's his best project. I enjoyed the whole project. When I listened to Drake, Pound Cake, Paris Morton music. Come on, man. Wu-Tang forever. 
All me. Yo, this this that is his best work. Yeah. Tuscan leather. The beat to Tuscan leather was so tough. And then the mid-off starts. Uh if you're reading this, it's too late. Even my nigga future couldn't save what a time to be alive. Views. <laughs> Just keep your finger right there. More life. Scorpion. Trash. And Scorpion was a double album. It was just a lot of trash. Now, don't get me wrong. Now, those albums that I gave the... There are like four to five songs on there that I keep... Like So when Drake albums, what I do is I'll go through and I'll just delete all the songs that I don't like. So You're I'll, doing a lot of deleting. 100%. Though. But you turning albums to EPs. 100%. But then after that is done, then I could just listen to those joints like on a playlist. Remember that shit was so bad. He started saying, oh, this is a playlist, this is a playlist not, playlist, an album. not an album. Like, nigga. Okay, so we we, we still in the mids. Uh, Care Package came after that. That was a repackaged of YouTube and like. Um, it just wasn't good. Time. It just wasn't good. It was just old old songs that never got officially released. Okay, so he he came with another one. Dark Lane demo tapes. Name one song. The joint he had with him and Rick Ross. That's the that, I think that's him that's not Rick. on Dark Lanes. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> it's not on Dark Lane. Wait a minute. What's the Ross? Ross. Free Spirit is on Care Package. Lemon Pepper Freestyle. Oh. Yeah, this that's on there, right? This the shit. Yeah. It's the only thing I listen to off there. Cause this shit is fucking amazing. Yeah, I give you that. Oh, this is scary hours. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. This is this is not the actually <laughs> <laughs> I was wrong. <laughs> then we got we got certified lover boy nine months ago. Yeah. And then <laughs> you could have kept that shit too. You, you do notice that nine months after the baby, I know it's it's, it's cute, it's cute. <laughs> and now we get honestly, never mind. No, honestly, never mind. What you putting out, new music? So let's just have a let's just have an adult conversation. Let's just take the feelings out of it. Drake has given us more mid than he's given us great. He has never dropped a great rap album. Has so so how y'all was trying to give Steph Curry and shit, you got to check off these boxes, Drake, in order for you to go down as one of the greats, you got to give niggas a great rap album. You've yet to it give niggas it a great exist. rap album. It doesn't exist. It doesn't exist. It doesn't exist. I enjoy Nothing Was The Same. I do too. It has the most rapping on it for me. And the other one with the most rapping, you didn't write. So I don't even, that don't, if you're reading this too late, like you didn't write that shit. Yeah. So we not even talking about that album. Like Quentin Miller. Shout out to that nigga. And Drake has given us some some decent features. He'll he'll sprinkle in a good feature hey, here or there. This don't mean I don't like Drake music. No, like, it the, doesn't. Because I, I, I do I do enjoy, niggas, that verse on Stay Scheming. Yeah. So when I I when I listen to some Drake, I'll be like, hey Siri, play some songs by Drake. And then the songs that come on, all the hits, all the radio shit, but like as far as like albums. But I'm not listening to that shit, dog. It's not for me. Some of the time records I like, 4 a.m. in Toronto, shit like that. Bitch, you wasn't with me shooting in the gym. I'll be forgetting that he started that shit, dog. And he lost to Pusha T. We don't talk about that enough. 
Drake has lost all his rap beefs. He didn't lose a meek. He destroyed me. Okay, he did. It's one of the greatest diss songs ever. And that's fucked up that I gotta I gotta admit that because this song is just a hot fucking song. Back to back I did get nominated for a Grammy. Yo, back to back was disrespectful. You say I found you was you was underneath me, we played that shit all night. Yo, that shit was disrespect. That charged up shit was whack. Yeah, charged up. Uh, but ago. but back to back. And Summer 16, I thought, was like a little bit of mid. Yeah, that beat was like, you expected that shit to be like, yeah. I expected more. Yeah. I expected more. That's kind of how I felt. This Maybe that's totally how I felt unrelated. about Drake's whole career. I expected more. I expect totally unrelated. But related because it's Young Money. I expected the Carter 3 to sound better. Okay. Because the beats was amazing. I thought he was going to get in his bag, in his rapping bag. Carter 3 is still good. Yeah. Like, it's still classic, whatever you want to call it. I thought he was about to start, like, rapping. Even the Carter Ford. I thought he's about to, like, them beats was like, okay, let's go. Yeah. And he never, he never gave us that, Not it, it's not weak, whack, nothing like that. But I thought he was about to. I need more. Ice cream paint job, them verses. You know what I'm saying? Or, like, shake the whole game like a hit stick. I, yeah. thought, I, I thought he was coming, like. You know, you know, a phrase that I really hate is when people be like, oh, I did the best I could. No, you didn't. Because when people say they did the best they could, no, you didn't. You could have gave 10% more. You didn't do the best. Well, doing the best you can doesn't mean giving 100%. On a given day, the best you can do could be 20%. I don't give a fuck about your 20%. I mean, that's life. Okay, that's just how I, that's just something I stand on. But Drake has given us a lot of mid, and it's just time that we just realize it. Like he's not the great that that he's he not a Drake is not a better rapper than Kendrick Lamar. Drake is not a better rapper than Jay, Jay Cole. Cole, and Drake is not a better rapper than Big Sean. I just don't believe it. He's not. Now he makes he he has made some big singles. Does are the records humongous and giant? Yes. But if you put him in a room with four other rap, you put him in a room with those other three names, Drake is going to lose 10 times out of 10. And like, do I think he has the potential? Because you'll hear Drake on him from features, verses and everything. And that nigga cut though. But where is that though? Where the rest of it at? Because he, he making songs. For where the is that? <laughs> it's for the ladies. The ladies don't want to hear that shit. This nigga Rick Ross crashed the whole market, nigga. He did. Stock, crypto, everything. Where is that? <laughs> Show me. Show me. Show Rose. <laughs> Yo, Rose's a funny nigga, dog. And he working on new music too. Yo, you know, I know niggas got uh, a hate hate relationship with the game, right? <laughs> but, but like in real life, that's a funny nigga, dog. He is. Like who's a bigger liar, the game or Kevin Gates? I fucking hate Kevin Gates' character. I'll say that. Okay. Because I don't know the man. You know what I'm saying? So he, this could be. I, I do not like the 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 the, the super fake. Some of these rap niggas nigga. play really good characters. The super fake woke rap deep nigga. I don't like that shit. The jail wisdom nigga. Like <laughs> the jail wisdom. The nigga. He now he walking around with a fucking feather in his head and shit. The nigga give me real. He give me dark Pride month vibes. He give me dark vibes. It's something off about Kevin Gates that I just can't, I can't click with. It just Did gives me say, dark shit. You know his old girl that he got rid of, like they first cousins apparently. According to him, 
I don't know I mean, if he was being tongue-in-cheek. Niggas from the South is different. He from Louisiana. Yeah. And I always got a thing about niggas from that region of the South. They just different. Shout out to my Louisiana folks. I want to put that tag on y'all. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's a, that's a hard tag to put on niggas <laughs> from the South. You feel me? Uh, if it's one place I never want to get locked up in my life, it's, it's, it's Louisiana. Never. New I York, did. Louisiana, Cali, really anywhere below Arizona. the Mason-Dixon line. Mm-hmm. I don't want no parts. Niggas, so I was in Arizona, and they had niggas outside in pink jumpsuits. Yes, that's what they do. And I ain't with that shit. Because the Arizona heat is, 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 is the bottom floor of a slave ship. That shit is hot. I'm not with it. Slave ships didn't exist. Um, but wow, I Jason. Uh, <laughs> I don't know, man. <laughs> It's, something just don't add up with that shit, but that's neither here nor there. Though. That's a that's a whole nother show. That's a whole, that's a whole nother, nother conspiracy show. Episode. I'm I'm I would like to go there with that conspiracy because I just recently listened to a rapper from Detroit talk about talk about something with slave ships, and I would love to touch on it on a different episode. Hmm. I'm not hip. Um. There is one other thing I would like to touch on besides Drake and his midness, Beyonce. Okay. I've made I've made no no shame that I feel like the beehive is an army of delusional batshit crazy bitches. Um, I think that hoes that qualify them and and I'm using these words as disrespectfully as you can take it. Bitches and hoes <laughs> that qualify themselves a part of the beehive. If you if you stand in front of me and say I am part of the beehive, you are a dumb delusional bitch. Just just plain and simple. I, I said it. Are you a part of the future hive? No. No, I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> All right. I'm trying, to, trying to balance things out here. <laughs> no, trying I'm to not. balance things out. I do enjoy Future's music. Oh, okay. A lot. But I've, and I've seen him in concert by myself. <laughs> oh, okay. No, 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 no. kind delusional. <laughs> a little delusional. <laughs> nigga just sweating and mumbling. Sweating and mumbling. Trying to repeat that shit. Why do a nigga want to see him in concert? I seen Future twice. Why? Like what you wanted to see? I want I want to feel the edge. <laughs> oh, this nigga beehive. That nigga F5. He's a future hive. <laughs> <laughs> this nigga's a part of the future hive. Dog. There's <laughs> there's something that's off like that shit is like chant like when niggas chanting for like the devil, that's that's what that shit is. It's called worship. <laughs> Y'all went to praise and worship. For the wrong thing. He on the stage. And you giving him all your energy. Y'all going through praise and worship. You are preparing yo the spirit for It was a black and white screen behind this nigga. Both times I done seen him. Just images all night long and, and just, went to the Beyonce, just that shit playing. Beyonce and Jay Z, when I seen them in uh in Soldier Field in Chicago, that little light show that was going on with all the that shit was it was interesting. I saw some of them photos and shit. I'm like, why y'all doing this? That's the subliminal message. Like, why y'all doing this? That's the brain. That's the brainwashing. <laughs> All I'm just saying is that Beyonce said in the middle of the night, Renaissance is coming sometime in July. And she's sending out boxes of bullshit that if you wanna, if you wanna get down. She's talking about sending you a CD, a t-shirt, and a poster in the box. How many of you bitches still got CD players? Huh? Raise your hand. Raise your hand right now so I can see you. You don't. You just getting excited over Beyonce bullshit. And I said once upon a time, Kanye West was going to send us a CD full of fart noises and we was going to be happy to be a part of the music and the movement. This is what Beyonce is doing to y'all. 
Y'all it queen. It takes a little bit of white brainwash to activate the cool chip in the average Negro. You know, he say everything twice. It only takes a little bit of white brainwash to activate the cool chip in the, the average, average Negro. Negro. Beyonce got y'all activated right now. Y'all don't even... Ain't a single ain't ain't nothing dropped. She just said I'm coming and I'm sending out these I'm sending out these focus hope boxes. Y'all bitches want one forty dollars. And y'all hoes done went crazy. Activate <laughs> Off a perk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't give a fuck. That's what they said. Mm-hmm. Yo, they getting activated or they getting hurt. Mm. <laughs> I'll go see Sonic concert. <laughs> uh, Beyonce got y'all activated. I mean, I ain't mad at it though. It's about time for her to come out with something. You know, it's been about four years. You know, let her get her shit off. I do. I do. Because I don't think we in real life. I don't think we appreciate her. No, I think we give more than no. We men. Like so, like for an example, like the Aretha Franklins, the Patti LaBelle, like all them from those times. Beyonce, that ain't it that fucking level of singing. So you think the music industry is about the quality of the singing, or you think about us the projects? No, the music. What I'm saying is, I don't think that we are appreciating how great she is in the real moment because. 10, 15, 20 years from now when she getting Lifetime Achievements Awards and they going through her, her list of accomplishments, we're going to be like, damn. The music industry is a lot of presentation. It's a, it's a dog, and shoney, dog, dog and pony show. When it comes to rolling out in the presentation, can't nobody touch her. And the performances. She performed her fucking ass off on tour. But she Nobody can never say that that motherfucker. I, I will absolutely not stand here and, and, and tell that lie. Like, I don't feel like she's probably the greatest performer right now. That's what I'm saying is like, I don't know that that when I say we women going to give her her shit, but I don't know that we giving her her just due. Now, granted, I've never listened to a full Beyonce song. I mean, album. I got some Beyonce songs on my phone, Love but I've never listened to like an album from top to bottom. I'm there are probably 60 songs from her I've never heard before in my life. Did I be like who when this come out? Like I don't know. <laughs> but the joints that like permeate the 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 whole entire culture, I mean the bitches be hot. Yeah. Now, I mean now the Carter's album is fucking fire. But I don't know that we giving her her just due. I don't think the Carter album was fire. You got to like women. Like and like like them. I, I like women. You be with them and be can't stand them. <laughs> I like women, nigga. Like, but I can't stand this bitch. You know what I'm saying? But like, I I don't know, dog. Uh, I don't know that. I don't think the the men are giving her her just due. Okay. And I I gotta admit that because I because like it's the same shit with the basketball shit. I be like, nigga, what about Janet Jackson though, my nigga? But like, once we start looking at numbers and 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 tours and this and that be like yo this ain't kind of ain't really close no more i think she didn't put the work in you know and like it'd be different if the shit she dropped was like drake whack type shit and it was like disappointing beyonce moves the needle of the culture when she drops 100 just plain and simple yeah i do think she do that i just think that beehive is just dumb delusional doped up bitches 
I mean, two things can be true. Okay. <laughs> two things can be true. And you can at me if you don't like it, at Dame3 underscore 313, and I'm going to tell you some things about yourself and your fat-ass mother. Man, I thought you was, like, peaceful. I you am. said she was serene. I am. And, like, you know. Mm. <laughs> it's my meditation, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, but you did bring up future and it had me <laughs> had me juiced up for a second, my nigga. That's all I got. Uh, music pick. <laughs> my music pick of the week. Uh, so it's 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 not necessarily the homie song, but my music pick of the week comes from somebody in the crew. It's actually by Scribbles Who. Featuring the homie D-Rick. The name of the song is On Me. I've been wanting to feature some R&B for a minute. Uh, D-Rick does come through and drop drop a fire verse. But I, I've been wanting to touch on some R&B. So, I mean, this, this definitely fit the bill. But, again, the name of the song is On Me by Scribbles Who. Yeah, got the A couple days slave on this blood green got the dome. Yeah, you could check the tax, the baby so high got the dome. Double circles for my C's, that's the target. I got the dome. It's a whole lot, it's a whole eye. Yeah, I got the dome. A killer can't just kill me. Who you claim with? Dangerous, the dub game is. Watch who you slang with. Read the game quick and know the language. Jealousy and anguish. Uh, Scribbles who from uh Florida, Miami, maybe specifically. Um, but don't quote me. But I'm like ninety five percent sure. I know D Rick from Detroit. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I know D Rick um, from Detroit. Man. I found some fucked up information out, dog. What's up? This shit was hurtful, man. I was on a Facebooker, and uh, somebody's birthday was up there. So I went to that page to be like, you know, happy birthday. You feel me? Mm-hmm. Um, and when I was on her page and was putting happy birthday, I seen some people tagged her in a post. And I looked at the fucking post. Boy, oh boy, man. This woman... Who, for all intents and purposes, appears to be a regular, nice-looking woman, regular-looking person, had a little singing career the whole nine yards. Woman then killed her daughter, dog, stabbed her to death. Wow, somebody we know. I don't know if you know her or not. Okay. Um, but uh, I was just so shocked, so I went and found the article, and I went and found like the videos, uh, like the court stuff, and. Man, it was so fucking, it was so fucked up, man, because the father of the child had been in court, like, fighting for custody. And, um, at like the bond hearing, he was just telling how the courts failed him, you know what I'm saying? And she shouldn't be given a bond. And, um, it just, I bring this up because it just goes to show, like, you, you have no idea what people are going through. Like, 
it just like a regular person on Facebook. And then recently, I when I was looking over the page, I seen a whole bunch of religious posts and shit. Mm-hmm. God and this and that. Then I listened to one of her songs that she had posted that I heard before, but it was a lyric in a song saying that the devil trying to, the devil trying to take my seed from me, the seed that was birthed inside of me or some shit. I'm like, yo, this motherfucker crying out. Like it's some weird and wild shit out here as people need help. Uh, and they are doing dangerous and dastardly things, man. I can't fucking imagine that shit, dog. Cold hearted. Evil, man. Like fucking evil, dog. Right. Fucking evil, dog. Fucking evil, dog. I could, I'm like, I, I could not believe this shit. Like, I know that, like, I don't know this person as like, we like best friends and no shit like that, but I know her from the neighborhood. Right. And, you know, via social, like, what the fuck, man? You never know what's going on in somebody's in, inside of somebody's noggin, man. Man, that shit is wild, man. God, we need some grace down here because shit is going crazy. And, and to quote my brother, Jay Johnson, the Lord is not pleased. God is not pleased, dog. God is not pleased. All right, man. It's time for the uh, time for the benediction. Six years, man. This ain't been our Benny music for six years, but it's it's a part of the show. Just as much as Pete's song. Uh, it is your man Dame three underscores three one three on Twitter, on IG, and on TikTok. I'm about to start TikToking real heavy. Uh, give niggas a, a glimpse into the. The serene life that I live outside of the studio Monday through Thursday and Friday evenings. Uh, it, when you see the blue and the black, you know where the fuck you at. It's Shop Talk Podcast. I want to wish all of my fathers, all of my dudes to stand up, take care of them babies, love on them kids, be there in the middle of the night when you got to be there, buying gym shoes at parent-teacher conferences, doing this daddy shit and showing niggas that black fathers matter. I want to wish y'all a happy Father's Day. Enjoy your weekend. Get a good meal in. Get some quiet time. Get your dick sucked. Enjoy, man, right over the church music. But get your dick sucked. Enjoy Father's Day, my niggas. Yo, man. Niggas be wild as fuck, dog. Uh, thank y'all, man. Uh, I'm going to bottom my heart, man, for, the, for listening and supporting and, and um, giving us feedback for six years. Labor of love, but. We, uh, I wouldn't like if I didn't get no feedback. I couldn't do it. Yeah, it's a family and bonds have been made, and I appreciate each and every last one of y'all. Anybody who ever showed, shared the pod, um, posted the pod, talked about it with a friend, or anything like that, or just listened. Either you ain't tell nobody. You just listened. Shout out. We appreciate it. Appreciate it. We appreciate you. Uh, When you see the blue and the black, you know where you at. Shop Talk Podcast Studio. Book some time. I'm not saying we the Rockefeller podcast, but we are Jay Dane. Hell yeah. Peace.